Welcome back to the Don't Judge Me Podcast. Here today with Sir Nigel, House of Waves, Dark Gray Triad, always looking left because you know what? I ain't right. I want to wish you guys a happy St. Patrick's Day. I am part Irish and I love this day. I'm going to wish you a pot of gold and all your joy of your heart can hold. Here's my main man, <laughs> Master Plan. Holding all the joy in his heart because he's a loving guy. Mm-hmm. That would be me, Jay to the motherfucking Del Negro. Hell yeah. First and foremost, thank you for listening to the Don't Judge Me podcast. It is absolutely your pleasure to make our acquaintance. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. And Sir Nigel's Irish, so he also knows what he's talking about. Hey. If you weren't aware, let me tell you where you can find us. You can find this illustrious show via iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, SoundCloud, and all those other DSPs out there. So make sure you tell some other people that are listening, that aren't listening, to go out there and listen to us and say there's no reason that they shouldn't. We're everywhere. Uh And while you're out there catching us everywhere, leave a comment, write a review, and rate us that good old five stars. If you want to take that next step in this relationship that we have here and you want to be featured on the show, you can do that by reaching out to us by email or phone at don'tjudgepod at gmail.com or our phone number is 410-834-1562. Once you do one or both of those things, what we're then going to do is incorporate what you said and or what you wrote in to be a part of an upcoming episode. And we're going to shout you out specifically in advance. I'd like to take out the time to thank you for joining us in judgment because we shall proceed to continue to judge in life. Now that that's out of the way, guess what we have, Sir Nigel? Uh, today's. I, I don't know. What we got? Voicemails. Oh, even better. Uh, got a couple voicemails here, and they are from our good buddy uh, Jalapeno from Utah. Jalapeno! So let's see what my man has to say this week. What's up, Jay Del Negro and Curly MD, the doctor of wave, wave doctor, wave doctor. Isn't that like a, isn't that like a hair grease wave doctor? I can't remember. Anyway, so listening to episode 73 of the Don't Judge Me podcast, fellows, I'm listening to your talk on barbershops, right? Uh, so a very interesting topic. And, yeah, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, my son, uh, he's never been in a proper barbershop, at least not like a black barbershop like I went to when I was a kid. Like my dad took me to the barber and it was this little old man, all these old men. It almost looked like my T-Sharp from coming to America, one and two, I guess. Um, you know, we always used to talk smack. I always wore like the weird like barber shirts, uh, you know, and they would like, uh, you know, cut your hair and whatnot um, and then put – the alcohol around your edge up, you know what I'm saying? So when I was a kid, I used to get, you know, that ball fade. That was my cut, right? As I got older, I learned how to cut my own hair, but I only did ball, right? I just cut it, shave it all off. As I got to college, similar situation as to one of y'all, I didn't really have my barber around. Uh, some of the, you know, athletes and whatnot I hung out with told me about, uh, you know, a black barber that was in the hood compared to where my college was. And I went there a couple times, and, yeah, I was like, First of all, I went from paying like eight to ten dollars for a haircut to paying like thirty dollars, and I was like, "Nah, this dude ain't gonna mess up. Ain't gonna be doing my hair for thirty dollars a pop." I'm a college kid; I ain't got that money, so I just went ahead and you know continually cut my own hair, right? 
Um, but, you know, as now I have kids, my son gets his hair cut by his cousin, who's a hairstylist, and she's really good, uh, but she's not a proper barber, right? So I don't feel like a failure as a father, even though it would be a cool experience uh, for my kid to, to, you know, endure, especially sit there, you know, get there and, like, see what, see how long you got until the chair is open. You know, that was always annoying to me when I was a kid because I'd be like, man, i got to go home and watch cartoons or play with my friends. I ain't got no time to sit here and wait for this chair to open up. I get a haircut. I'm just going to burn my scalp. Uh, anyway, yeah, so, yeah, that's a fun conversation. But, uh, yeah, it was something else I was going to talk about, but I forgot now, so whatever. Anyway, judge away. Hashtag Blackheart Podcast. Jason's is love. Hook scrubs and spices. Smack that hook scrub all over your meat. And we blacking out. Peace. Thank you, Jalapeno from Utah, for the voicemail. Mm-hmm. I only have to say that maybe you can try the hooks rub on the back of your neck so it won't be so, you know, hot and spicy the next time after you get a haircut instead of the alcohol. You know what I mean? Mix it up a little bit. You know, it's funny. I think like two episodes ago, they, on their show, talked about him coming out with a makeup line. <laughs> a makeup line. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? He can very well finesse that joint. You know, the aftershave. Ah, oh, jalapeno. Jalapeno aftershave. <laughs> it is here. We are giving you the keys. Take them, Sir J. And so so what you're saying is I'm the only one who feels like a failure as a father because I don't take my kids to the barbershop. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I stand up on my own two feet look, and live in that space. I told you when we talked about it on another show, like I didn't go until I was in college. And I mean, honestly, I haven't had a cut since I think a half a year before, six months before COVID. <laughs> so, you know, you can imagine what this woolly mammoth over here looks like. Like They're like Chewbacca's little baby cousin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... I, I look like a hot mess, and it's really because, you know, the cost and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, no, I think, you know, honestly, the fact that you are skilled enough to do it, it's probably better off. You don't have to worry about the, the guy in the back because the, the line's too long. Or the yeah, co- that, they don't let the thing. one that's person the thing. in the shop. Go into the, barbers- the new barbershop and not knowing which barber is the one you shouldn't see. Yeah. You don't like, know. You just don't. Oh, he ain't got no appointments? All right, I'm in a rush. And you go to that dude, and your, your hairline look like a... a a Slurpee cup or some shit like that because they didn't fuck you up and rounded you off so much. Look, so look, I went to this one dude because my barber usually he, like you got book appointments and he was booked up and I needed this thing because mm-hmm. I was doing something like an interview or something. And I was like, yo, I'm trying to go for a comb over, right? Because you know I'm saying I'm half white, I could do it, right? <laughs> so I was like, yo, I want to cut my joint, pit a pit apart, mm-hmm. comb my shit over. This dude, I don't know what he did, but it wasn't that. Okay, it was not that. Look, look, remember, uh, remember, uh, Harry Potter <laughs> when we was in Florida. And okay. I had like the, the the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was it. Oh no! <laughs> that I just gave up. That was my haircut. That's I, a haircut. I gave, I I gave up going it over because it, he didn't do it right, and so I was just like, "All right, I'm just gonna have this exist this, this, like the curly top, yes, short side." But I wanted a comb over. I actually looked at that picture of all of us because we went to, to the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I looked at that picture just because it's actually on one of my uh, Amazon Echoes. Like yeah. It comes up, and I was like, "Yeah, I remember that." Yeah, no, that that was my comb yeah. over, which wow. failed because I tried to do it the first couple of days, and it just wouldn't mm. work. And I would just, you know, I was putting product in and everything, and it just—I mean, given I had curls for a long time, so it probably was part of me too. But, bruh, I just gave up, and that was the joint because I tried another barber, and I fucked—I mean, I messed up. I shouldn't have done it, but you know, Jared, he in Utah, mm-hmm. he ain't got the luxury to find a black barber. I mean. 
is are there any black neighborhoods in Utah, Jared? Probably not. I can't. I can't even think of like. Is there public housing in Utah? <laughs> Trailer parks, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Does that count? It's not the same. It's not the same. Well, uh, Jalapeno from Utah left us yet another voicemail. So here we go. Hey, y'all. This is Jared. Once again, one half of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast and owner of Hooks, Rose, and Spices. Hashtag We Smoke Meat all over that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I remember what I was going to say uh, while listening to your barbershop uh, portion of your episode. Uh, yeah, first of all, styles or I guess parts. I don't know if y'all know what a part is, but, you know, when I was a kid, the big thing was putting a part in your hair. Uh, you put it like, you know, uh, on one side of your head, either side of your head, they would do it like a cross. There they would do an angle, and then uh, at some point in time, we started to actually put, actually put designs. Like I got the Nike Air check, you know, with the air and the check behind my head. I got fresh because that was one of them things back in the day. I got rad and cool cut in my hair. Um, I got like a little curly part in there. Uh, I got all kinds of random stuff. Um, so I want to know if you guys ever uh, put designs in your head uh, and what those were. Also. Uh, you know, what are some wild designs? What are some, what are some designs that you've seen that are crazy? Cause I've seen some people have like a whole, whole like poet, poetry in their head and it wasn't a tattoo. It was like they had like a design cut in their head and they had written like a whole, you know, a whole like song or something. And I was like, what, what the heck? I didn't even know who has a head that big, you know, to write a paragraph with the words, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in their head cause they thought they was cute and whatnot. Anyway, so yeah, so that's that. Second thing up is, yeah, uh, you know, it's always fun to listen to or to read what Google translates on Google Voice. So I'd be interested to hear what, you know, this call says compared to what I actually say. Uh, and then also, man, you know, we love y'all show. We love that, uh, you know, me and Jay love y'all show. Uh, uh, we love that, you know, we all interact, obviously, um, between the shows. And we would love to have y'all on our show sometime. So, uh, you know. Let's just make it happen. We'll send messages and Instagram and Twitter somewhere, wherever we can, uh, to try to coordinate a time frame. I know y'all are on the East Coast. Uh, Jay is Central, and I am Mountain Time. So we're going to have to figure that out, work that out a day and time. But, yeah, we definitely want to have y'all on the show uh, so we can talk about some fun stuff and y'all can judge us to our face, or I guess to our ears. Anyway, yeah, man, y'all stay up. Great show as always. I'm blacking out, and we smoke meat. Peace. Oh yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> Looks like we're gonna be on the show, y'all. We're international, y'all. We're gonna be uh, uh we uh, crossing time zones, yo, baby. We're gonna be autoly, autoly, and I'm not, I'm not saying it right, but we're gonna be in Utah, y'all, <laughs> kind of via via your ears, Utah and Texas, yo. Mm-hmm. We's out here, but and, and the translate didn't really mess up too many things, other than when it said, um, you know what? It's always fun to listen. To or to read what Google Translate say, Google Voice. <laughs> you know, also I think when I read it when it was talking about when he was talking about my soul goal, goal <laughs> glow, it was like uh, drippy with hair wet. So it was something like it was like what? What did he say about me? He's got jokes. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> Seems like it. But I guess to answer his question, I think the craziest thing I've ever done with my hair was a a cornrow mohawk, where I essentially had the cornrows go from. The border of my hair, okay, up and did a mohawk with the cornrows uh, down down the center of my. How hair. How long did you have to sit for that? Oh, a long time. I got a big head. 
I'm like a huge head. Like, I mean, it probably was like six hours, if not more. Mm. Like, it was like through the night. And then even then, it didn't really like stay because, like, you know, the hair, it's flimsy because it's corals. This is what you didn't know. Okay. Coolio used to take twisty ties and strip so the smart. paper off of it and just use the wire and put it in his hair. So that's why his hair used to stand up. Cause but, it was but look wire. at his hair now. And I'm glad I didn't do it. He still has a few braids. Something. He's got something. Yeah. It's it's like forceful alopecia or something like that. He's Yo, got man, this man bald with like three strands, three strands of hair. Like out like yeah. he looks like the real life Homer Simpson type of joint. Like this very low low budget. <laughs> but essentially that was the, I think the crazy I wanted to dye my hair red once but mm-hmm. my mom was pretty much like don't you dare fuck up your hair I hot combed it once I had a, a bangs that like came down to my eyes look like Prince I'm no nigga what did you put black eyeliner on as well no like, but see like so it was like a girl was like I, I think you look really cute with long hair so of course I was like mom hot comb my shit right do it so she of course had one of those old school eyes that you put on the stove <laughs> and fucking boop, 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 boop. took maybe like an hour or so I went bowling at Riverdale I was looking beautiful okay I ain't know nothing about rapping hair so I went to sleep woke up it was like <laughs> then I took a shower <laughs> and my mom was like ruined it what the fuck <laughs> just ruined my, it. Mom, my mom was like why didn't you rap it? I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, this is before like I really was like living with women, right? So I didn't know. I didn't have a head wrap at my house. I didn't know nothing about wrapping hair. You didn't or have even, a silk pillowcase? I, but even, I, no. And I never even seen women with hair wraps before mm-hmm. because I was, this is my freshman year in college. Like, so I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, I got really thrown into like how women live per se because my mm-hmm. mom never looked like that at home because I was always sleeping past when she woke up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. she was always... Like together when she when I saw her so, um yeah had a hot comb uh mo- cornrow mohawk and wanted to dye my hair red once and wanted to get uh uh like um that my tips dyed. You wanted frosted tips? Yes, frosted. I couldn't think there of the word. You fucking boy band member, you? Yeah, I went through a phase. <laughs> well, a couple phases. <laughs> a lot of phases. Yeah, a lot of it. I when I was young, I had a rat tail. With a hot hot top fade, (laughs) with ice cut in the back of my head. Nice. I had the rat tail for a few years. Ice lasted just one haircut. But I wore the hot top fade, I don't know, third grade to fifth grade. And now as a grown ass man, I'm wearing the hot top fade all over again. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. And as far as like haircuts I've seen, I used to watch on YouTube Barbers of Iraq. Okay. That's what got me into like being better at cutting hair because they used to do things like with fire. They do a lot of things with fire. Um, very sharp razors and more fire. Um, but like they had the uh, EDM kind of music playing and then they would mm-hmm. show clips of cutting hair and stuff like that. So that stuff used to get wild and very interesting. But yeah. they used to be really sharp and precise about what they do. And then it just led me down the path of like looking at different barbers and picking up techniques and stuff like that from them. And they used to see all kinds of things from checkerboards to, like like you said, like scripture. And it'd be like more than just a word or two. But what they'll do is they'll write it out with a um, makeup pencil, the white pencil. And they'll like basically color in the sections to make the words or add pop. Like they, they do a lot of things to make these things work, man. So I've had a weave beard. Okay, let me explain. So you just remind me of it. it I My beard does not fill in, right? Mm-hmm. So my barber created it. Oh, with the Beijing? 
Yeah, yeah the Beijing? Like, he drew... Mm. Like, I mean, like, my face was a Ruby Tuesdays coloring page, right? Like, I mean, full-fledged, right? But then the thing is, like, the neck, it was summertime. So you're sweating? So I'm sweating, and my I, my white shirt got ruined. Mm. Like, it was like, why am I leaking? I'm thinking I'm a mutant. I'm, 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 I'm part of the X-Men. Like, I don't know what's happening, okay? And it's like, I, why did you do this to me? I was like, why? And I didn't know it looked so clean because he drew in. Yes. Like, I didn't know. I thought I was like, damn, he really cut my shit nice. No, it's fake. It's a, a facade. You put some Vidal Sassoon Pantene dye on your cheeks. Yo, so one of my friends called it the weave beard. And I got pretty much called a pirate for okay about a week-ish. Okay. It's like, ah, it's weave beard. <laughs> I was like, and I just, of course, you know, that's how you deal with bullies. You, uh, you just lean into it, right? You just lean into it. Maybe I had tra- trauma from that experience. But yeah, weave beard. I had that. Yeah, that, that that takes the cake. I, I would never. Sir, you you win. I didn't know what was happening. You win all the cash. It was like also a new barber, right? So like mm. he just finessed it. And I was just like, damn, I look good. Like, mm. no, you look fake. That's what you, you look like a fool. Baboon fool. That's what I look like. I didn't know until I started melting that I was like, God damn it. Like, I'm never going this man again. That was the week you took nothing but selfies. Duh, duh. I mean, I was looking fresh. I mean, like clean. Like, I was like, damn, I ain't never seen my beard look like that. And then mind you, I wasn't looking for the hair. I just was like looking the at the line. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's the line clean. Yeah, because it's fake. That's why. Back back when I had my full hairline and I used to work at Foot Locker, I used to get my hair cut every week. My barber was nice, right? Yeah. No, no dyes, no anything. He was just nice. <laughs> My line was so sharp. On multiple occasions, white people would come in the store, especially the women, and they would ask questions like, how, how do you do that with your hair? And I'm like, what are you talking about? The line, how is it so sharp? And they would reach the touch, and I would have to back up from behind the counter yeah, and stuff like do that. that. Like, it was it was for real. My my, my, my shape was up, used to be serious. That's nice. Yeah, That's it, was, it was what it was. But if you want to share a story about a bad haircut or a good haircut or anything in between, with us, all you got to do is reach out. Email is don'tjudgepod at gmail.com. And our phone number is 410-834-1562. Now that we've gotten voicemails out of the way, we're going to start off the show at this point. that mm-hmm. We've already been into it. Mm-hmm. We're going to start it off again yep. by shooting people bail. Shooting bail is the positive, uplifting part of the show where we just say all the nice things kind of, sort of. Yeah, I have I have realized and I have recognized that sometimes I just can't say nice things about everything. No, and uh, that's okay. It is. I, I thank you for for uh, giving me that approval. The affirmations all day. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, the first item that I'm going to shoot bail for is Match Group. Match Group is the parent company of Tinder, and they may soon offer background checks on your would be dates. <gasps> Okay. Their thought is safety, considering you generally don't know anything about the person you're agreeing to meet up with. No, you don't. So if you swipe right, he swipes right, you both agree to meet up, there may be a service. I don't know if it's going to be free of charge, but there may be a service to look into the background of this individual. But my question is, what if he uses a nickname? Yeah. Hey, it's Weavebeard out here (laughs) looking for these... Looking for these girls. Looking for the booty. I'm looking for the booty. Arr! Weave beard. No criminal record for weave beard. Weave beard doesn't exist on the social media, so <laughs> good luck with that. 
I also want to shoot bail to a new first black in 2021. I saw that. We all must salute and shout out the first blacks. Yep. I'm shooting bail to Milton H. Jones for becoming the first African-American chair of the UNCF Board of Directors. Nice. UNCF stands for United Negro College Fund. And Lou Rawls is turning over in his grave in shame because you didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. Just like we all didn't know that white men historically have been the chairs of a college fund for Negroes. Yeah. Telling us where to spend our money. Yeah. Sounds about right. That sounds wild as fuck. Yeah. The United Negro College Fund has been around forever. Again, Lou Rawls. If you don't know who Lou Rawls is, just go look him up. He used to put on telethons to raise money. He was the black Jerry Lewis. Yeah. And now, we finally got a first black that's ahead of the board to make the decisions around how the money's spent. Nice. Nigga, what? Nigga. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, But I'm shooting bail because, you know, positive. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, fuck all that. Let's, Let's just get on to some gentle judgment, sir. Yeah, so uh, judgments uh, for you guys who are just joining us is where you don't get the full wrath of our judgment, but just a little bit. I'm going to play a jingle for you that I came across and just want to hear your thoughts. Sure. Hi guys, it's Gerald Porschman here. You know, in 1861, the Dickens Beverage Company has been producing some of the best wines we have grown to love, including Chardonnays and sparkling wines. Hey, Frederick Von Dickens has now introduced a brand new cider that's been around for years, but is gradually making an impact on the global market. My girlfriend loves Dickens ciders. My sister came to stay with us for a month and my husband couldn't go a day without the Dickens cider. My girlfriend loves a Dickens cider. My mom loves a Dickens cider. So, in her defense, she looks like she has no idea what's going on. But when you say it fast enough, especially with an accent. Is uh, it an actual product? Yes. They sell this, this Dickens cider. Dickens cider? Dickens is cider. Yo. Is a product. But, you know, clearly they're all having fun with it. Which I love because I love when a company can crack jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, have fun with it. Because clearly that's what they're doing. Like, I mean, it's literally three minutes and 24 seconds. You know, he starts off with, like, the brand story. Mm-hmm. And then he starts just having random people, oh, I can't go a day without a about Dick Insider. <laughs> like, what? So, yes, my first gentle judgment is for Dick Insider. I mean, I can think of many uses for Dick Insider. I can as well. I mean, sometimes uh, you wake up in the morning, you want to have a Dick Insider. <laughs> <laughs> Coming home after long, hard days of work. Dick, Dick Insider. With some juice on? <laughs> Jusson Brands, Dick and <laughs> um, But then from there, uh, I came across a thing uh, apparently called the Shut Up Challenge, where essentially the mom baits their child to tell the them to shut up. The mom baits the kid to tell to the, the mom to, to shut, shut up. up. Okay. So it's like, honey, uh, could you clean the dishes? I'm tired of having to tell you. Well, why don't you shut up, mom? And then pretty much the dad at that point. And I respect all these dads because they pretty much give me like, I know the fuck you didn't just say that to your mother. And I'm like, I would just love for one of them to be like, that's funny. <laughs> like, But like, why and do this? Because it's just so unnecessary. Who, how do you, without the, is the child in on it? Yeah. 
So everybody's in on it. So the kids usually the just chased around. Yeah, the, the dad's the only one that's not okay. in. The kid is usually chased around. Like, it's a prank. And then the mom's like laughing. And she's like, it's a prank. And I'm like, no, because you about to get everybody's ass whooped in this house. Like, that's what's about to happen. Like, there's one dude, like, he jumped up so fast. Like, I feared for this boy. Like, I was like, oh, what am I about to watch? Like, he about to get an ass whooped. It's like a Mortal Kombat style, like, ass whooping. I'm like, well, why would you even bring that negative energy into the household at the field at that point? But, you know, this TikTok, and people do challenges to do challenges. So, I guess, if your family can withstand a challenge like that, good luck. Why don't, why don't the moms come up with the Dick Insiders challenge or something yeah, like I'm that? I'm just saying. That's a good one for TikTok. Yeah, I think it would be. Just, maybe they just haven't found it. Maybe we start a trend. I'm not going to make a TikTok, and neither are you. So, you're going to have to find someone <laughs> and find somebody to and pass the word. Yeah, and just be like, just mention. If you're listening and you're a TikTok creator, go ahead and make the Dick Insider challenge. Please. Figure out how you want it to go. Yeah, because yeah. they even have one with a um, Kid Cuddies. Uh, you know, like, uh, now look at this, right? And then they show, like, something stupid. I don't know. Oh, no. Well, so, it's pretty much from Day and Night, the, okay. the song. So, it's like, now look at this. And then they cut the, and then they just play the instrumental, and then they literally just show anything. So, it could be like a duck. It could be like a woman doing twerking. So, essentially, you could do, now look at this, Dick Insider. <laughs> and, bow, TikTok. It, it goes viral. I like it. Uh, speaking of parents... Needing to whip their kid's ass. Okay. Uh, if there was ever a nigga that was shouting to the rooftops to have a seat at Jada's red table, it's this nigga. Oh. Carrion Franklin. Ooh, that's a nice I don't know how if that's the actual pronunciation that's of his first be. name, but he is the son of gospel artist Kirk Franklin. Thank you. Because, you know, I, I had no idea what Kirk Franklin was relevant <laughs> for right now. And I'm, thank you. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Um, he released. A video that had footage, well, it had the audio recording of his father cussing him out in the most colorful and uh, appreciative use of language I have mm. ever heard out of a gospel artist. He told that nigga, I will put my foot in your ass a few times, said something about choking his motherfucking ass out or some other. It was one of those, like, I felt like. Kirk Franklin was inhabited by the spirit of plies in the way he cursed him out. (laughs) But the thing is, the thing is, Kirk Franklin's son is soon to be 33 years old. So it was one of those things where it was like, whatever this issue stems from, right? I don't know. However, seeing it come to fruition like it is, I am on Kirk Franklin's side. Oh yeah, definitely. This feels like you are you are deserving you are of this lyrical ass whipping. You definitely have the problem. You you are the one in the wrong here. Because, mm-hmm. of course, the, the, the footage was edited to cut out most of the conversation. It just has Kirk Franklin. And again, he's a master of it. Cussing his son the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I felt it. I believed it. I like Kirk Franklin even more for it. Yeah. I mean, because, like, just because he's a, you know, a, a, a gospel artist and, 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 you know, believes in, in, in a lover of Christ... It don't mean that he ain't a real nigga that do real things. Oh, no. I mean, Kurt Franklin had a porn addiction that he admitted to some years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. You know what I mean? Kurt Franklin been in these streets. And I feel like he wanted to stomp a revolution into his son's chest. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, to your point, though, it's like it's, it's got to be years. Probably like 30 years are just built up being a Bama. <laughs> and then he was just like... Look, man, look, you got to be a lot for the, like a religious person to wild out on you. I don't think it's got to be a lot. I think 
it's just a point where a parent is talking to his child and you think you're a grown man talking to me? Well, I'm going to treat you like a grown man. I can say that. It was one of those things like, Kirk Franklin's going to fuck that nigga up when he's in. Yeah. Just hands, like on sight, like fades will be caught immediately. Like it's, <laughs> it's one of those like where Kirk Franklin's talking, he's clapping at the nigga. Oh, yeah. Like right. it's it's for real. I like it though. No, I like, I like it too. I've seen, I seen a meme and that's why I'm glad you brought it up because I had no idea of the context. But it was like, it was an album cover and it had Kirk Franklin. I was like, uh, I wish the Satan, I wish Satan motherfucker would or something. I was like, what's happening? I was like, I'm not hip to this. I was like, I want to laugh. I was like, I don't know what they're talking about right now. And I hadn't Googled him yet because I wanted to find out what it was about. And I'm glad you actually just shared this. Because it, is. it was, his son is going to need God's property to protect him. Well, I believe it. Kirk Franklin, when this shit comes up, like, I believe it because it, it's legit. This, that, that, uh, Verbal lashing was for everybody who thought gospel music had gone too far because Kirk Franklin was here to back that shit up. No, yeah. Real niggas do real things. No, hell yeah. Well, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I guess talking about real real niggas doing real things, uh, I'm going to actually jump my, my thing around a little bit. Um, so in South Africa, they apparently have a really bad problem with carjackings. Okay. So they came up with a solution, uh, which is the flamethrower attachment. <laughs> I'm just gonna show you this. <laughs> so pretty much, they have a flamethrower installed underneath of the car, nigga. And when someone says, "Hey, give me your car," you light them on fire <laughs> and leave. And apparently, it's totally legal. And <laughs> it's just a deterrent. Nigga said, "Fucking alarm." <laughs> We gonna light this nigga on fire. Imagine though, like you driving, like I don't know Africa's like South Africa's like stretch of road or anything. Like I can't even imagine like with like the dark alley type of like <laughs> I don't know where you're driving. Like the I'm assuming there's bad parts because everywhere there's bad parts. But to the point where somebody comes up and is like, "Give me a motherfucking car." <laughs> Good day. It's <laughs> a button. Good day. Engulfed in Good flames. Good day, sir. And. Yeah, they have a motherfucking flamethrower <laughs> attached to a car, and and because it's so bad, that's that's totally straight. Like I know America could be bad, right? Mm. But we ain't never put a flamethrower on your car, bad. No, that's no. You might get shot. You might. I mean, but if you're lucky, you die right away. But with the flamethrower, that shit gonna hurt whether you die yeah. or not, but bro. Like. <laughs> You just lose like skin. Well, goes your whole body, you and it's like wallet. Your keys are melted to your thighs because yo, they were in your pocket. Can I get a ride? Car? Where are you going? Light <laughs> 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 hey, motherfuckers on fire? No, I guess so. I mean, it's, it's real Is out here in the streets. Is your with Bentley hubcaps that important? Yo, yeah. Apparently, I, this is my life savings. This is a 17th generation car. I'm assuming they shifted from over here. Yeah, I mean, they'd be having, like, Acura like, Fords and shit like 1985 jumps, like, look at my fresh new whip, son. They'd be having Fords with Range Rover decals on them and shit like mm-hmm. that. Like, Hell, man, that's a nice ride. What you got on that junk? <laughs> Flamethrower, nigga. <laughs> oh, to Jesus. 
You ain't got no subwoofer. I got a sub flamethrower. Don't got no AC, no heat, but I can put that you heat on you. You don't fuck around and melt your tires and no, crack your windows and all kinds of shit. Like, bruh. you just ruined your paint job because this nigga tried to steal your but car. You know how some people borrow your car don't know all the buttons? Maybe you just drive down the street and just burn a motherfucker's like, oh, what's happening? I think you put on a blanket. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got, got this. Boom, boom. What's that noise? What's, what's going on? Yo, Why is everybody nuts. running around? Where did all this traffic came from? That is nuts. Yo, crazy. Um, but then I jump uh, over, I guess, talking about people and shit, I'm going to try to group these other two together. Um, I recently saw a video of Bath and Body Works and where they had a fight. Oh, the white women? Yes. <laughs> so I found this funny because I used to work at Bath and Body Works. I have shared it on the show. And a lot of people come in there aggressive for like the deals. I think they still do them. Like it's like three for 12. Mm-hmm. The cucumber melon. I don't know if it's still around, but if it isn't, rest in peace. Sweet pea. Yeah. yeah different shit like that. Yeah. Sweet pea used to be good too. Um, but it was funny because as they're getting in this fisticuff, you can kind of see this video. And you have this, like, lady, I guess, like, the, the lady was like, yo, you need to move. And they start getting in a drink, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they must be lunch buddies or something. But one of the co-workers came out of the back and tackled both of them, right? Ah, uh, yes. Now, so, I've worked at a lot of jobs, okay? And I know if I got in a fight right now, I can't tell you that I'm guaranteed to have one of my co-workers jump in, okay? But this lady jumped in and said... I'm tired of y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm tired of these salt baths. I'm tired of these salt rubs. I'm tired of y'all coming in and asking for samples and shit's on sale. And she got retaliation, son. And I, I honestly, I give her kudos. Cause I've been in retail enough where people have asked you dumb enough questions where it's like, I want to fight you. I, I just want to punch you in, you in the face. throat. Just, I want, just yeah. take you out. When I worked at Foot Locker, yeah, everybody was ready to fight in Foot Locker. Yeah. Like Foot Locker, yeah, they come from like last shoe. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're coming. Foot Locker, like, everybody who works there would throw down. I don't know about some of my other retail jobs. Um, no. Yeah, Foot Locker, yeah. I've had every job, for the most part, I've ever worked had a Black Friday, essentially. Oh, yeah. And ruthless. And, like, just people being wrong, people being cut through, people not even giving a shit. Like, I mean, like, Bama's almost... I mean, I can see why people get trampled, because people don't give a shit. But to this point, it probably was, like, a random Wednesday afternoon, and Bama's distressed. <laughs> And but homegirl, I don't know what her name is, had her other girls back and was like, "Yo, we on this." And then the manager came out and was like, "Y'all got to bounce." This ain't nothing to the employees. And I was like, "Yo, that's a good manager." <laughs> she was like, "I ain't see nothing." What you talking about? Yo, he was like, "Yo, y'all got to bounce." She was like, "I need my purse." He said, you got to bounce. <laughs> like, fuck your purse, fuck your phone. You got to leave. Fuck your grandkids. Get out of here. Yo, but yeah, uh, retail uh, for the birds, man. I'm glad I'm not there no more. Speaking of birds. 24-year-old Landon Greer. Okay. He was in the sky on an airplane. Okay. And what had happened was the flight crew had asked him to wear a mask. And the plane hadn't actually taken off yet. He was napping. They woke him up like, hey, you need to put on a mask, sir. And uh, he was reluctant to do so. Pushing people away like, no, I don't want to put on a mask. So you know what 24-year-old Landon did? (laughs) Anything but put on a mask? Whipped out his penis and started peeing in the cabin of the plane because he was upset that they asked him to put on a mask. Yeah. Anything but put on a People People wake up and choose violence. Like, they, they wake up and they're like, I'm pissing on a motherfucking plane today. And it's like, what? what why? They're going to ask me about a mask and I'm going to piss. <laughs> they decided to just whip it out 
and Nene all over the fucking cabin because he didn't want to put on a goddamn mask. Probably was asking for water. Hey, I'm trying to make some piss. What'd you say? None. I didn't say none. And like, <laughs> here's the thing to keep in mind. Whenever you do shit in an airport or on an airplane, that's a federal charge. No, I know. You can't get out of that one just with a slap on the wrist. No, you might be blacklisted for your ass, forever. Your ass is going is going to get hit with a real fine, uh, uh, possible, possible real, real jail time, and your ass will not be able to fly again for a certain period of time. You know, just even like not to segue it off, I'm going to come back to it. But you know, remember that guy who was sitting at uh, Pelosi's desk, had his foot up on her desk? Yeah, he's still locked up. He's still locked up. Mm-hmm. It's March. He, he like, <laughs> people get... Have done worse than me, and they've been let out. It's like, nah, nigga, you can sit, you can yeah, chill. you can chill. You and can so, chill. like, even with this, like, you whipped your dick out. Like, all you need, like, for real, and 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 it's unfortunate, but all you need is have one kid on that plane. You're you're now registered. You're sexual. Oh offender. yeah, they can throw everything. You know, say you federal. You're going to jail. You're going to be banned from planes. Uh, sexual assault, <laughs> just in general. He got an assault charge because when the, the the flight crew tried to wake him up, he was like pushing off and and shit like. So he got an assault charge. You got an indecency charge. But even then, let that liquid hit me. Oh, you trying to kill me, dog. That's a terrorist threat. Yeah, it's a terrorist. you using that's biological weapons. Of, yeah, exactly. That's an act. Especially with the Rona. Yeah, Rona. That's, a, that's, that's Rona P, man. Nigga. And you ain't wearing no mask? Nigga. You threatening my life, dog. He is, he is facing 20 years. Not to mention a lawsuit, lawsuits from the airline. Because they got to clean that carpet. They couldn't take off. They, they probably sure changed planes. They had to switch everybody out. I mean, you ruined the whole plane. I'm going to charge you $10 million. You piss in the aisle, and then you got to walk over that shit. Oh, you had a real strong stream, and that shit is so good. And you got to step in piss. So you know what? Because he chose violence, he probably ate like a whole rack of asparagus. He probably was doing trifling shit. He's like, I'm going to piss. Like, I've never been that mad where I was like, I need to whip my dick out and piss all over the place. Like, never. It just never. never I've there. never been that upset. Never gets there. You know, I, it was funny because uh, uh, I know this, well, one of my family members, right, uh, younger, and apparently, like, this this young boy in her class made, like, made her so upset, she kicked him in the shin. Okay. And I was like, what do you do? <laughs> like, I've never been so mad at somebody where I was like, I'm gonna fuck your shit up, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I can speak from experience of being a very young man, and... I rejected a girl in the like cafeteria line. I'm talking elementary school. I'm gonna uh-huh. say, I'm gonna say third grade. I think it was third grade, and she kicked me in the shin. Well, this is '87, '88. Mm-hmm. Thundercats were big, and I can tell you this because I had the lunchbox with the. Uh, oh, okay. I was like, what did you did you pee on? That? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I had the lunchbox with, with the thermos with the metal thermos <laughs> yeah. inside. To prove my love for Thundercats. Yeah. And after she kicked me in the shin, I blickied her in the face with the lunchbox. Of course. As a reaction, because that kicked me in my fucking I shin. Was, and I don't know how to react now either. So I didn't know what to do except wake up and, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, choose violence. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. Yeah. And but see, you, you, for years, I was known as the kid that <laughs> fucking beat the girl up with the lunchbox. <laughs> well, you're here today with Thundercats and Weed Beard. <laughs> <laughs> We're just. Out here trying to survive, y'all. That's the name of the show, Thundercats and Weed Beard. <laughs> but yeah, no, man, like, that is crazy, though. Like, whip out your dick and just start peeing, like, off of a mask. Like, that's like the time we covered this one guy who brought, like, a brass knuckles into the store. Yeah. And was like, yo, bro, like, just bring a mask. Like, dog, I mean, like, yeah, they're inconvenient, but, like, just put it on. Just put on the mask, man. Put on the mask. I'd rather piss on a plane and deal with federal charges yeah, than... Say, watch me piss. On this airplane, and just was just like letting it go. Like, what the he fuck fired. is wrong with you, Slim? Yeah, he's listening to that Dave Chappelle joint. 
Chip, chip, chip. Or listen to R. Kelly in general or something. I don't know, but niggas ain't right. Niggas, no. niggas ain't right. Oh, yeah, they ain't right. Um, well, I'm going to talk about... Uh, I'm going to reverse it. Uh, so Facebook is warning people about groups they're joining that are breaking rules. Okay. So let's say if we're, I'm, I'm really into Candy Crush. I want to join Candy Crush. Message. Hey, this group be violating the community's Guidelines. Guidelines. So just FYI before you go into it. My gentle judgment is because they just tell me this is about to be a good room. This is about to be lit. <laughs> this is about to be lit. Like, what's up? What y'all talking about? How racist are we in here? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them blue gems. Like, <laughs> like I don't know how, how left. But I mean, I'd be where I want to be. Like, if I join a group that's like, uh, I wear a funky hat on Friday. Hey, this group is violating some things. Has it? <laughs> Tell me more. What type of hat y'all wearing? <laughs> what words are okay in here? <laughs> so, so what's happening is the I guess the automation in Facebook is looking in these groups and was like, nope, yeah. against the rules, against the rules, against the rules. Yeah, of course. And not like shutting people. Well, they're probably shutting people down individually. <coughs> they're like a fa- yeah, they're like, but not yeah. shutting down the groups, which is just like there's no safe space on the internet. Just which, if you really want to have fun. Once the Rona passes, just hang out with your friends in real life. Yeah, and do as much ratchet shit as you want to. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then, but join the Facebook group so you can set up the meeting. Oh yeah, of course. To do all the ratchet shit, so that way you can meet strangers. Um, then I guess my my last one. Um, I went to I was hanging out with my mom the other day, and we went to Panera, and because she likes she doesn't really get to go any place, and honestly, it's better than taking her to like a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And so I do a place to go order because they don't have drive through. I walk in, I'm standing in line, there's one guy, very lackadaisical, doesn't really give a shit, and it's like, oh my gosh, why am I standing in line when I've pre-ordered this shit, right? So I'm standing in line, waiting, waiting, and I eventually look over, I see N. Taylor on one of the bags. Alright, let me walk over here, I'm gonna get that. I was like, hey, my, I, I did to go order, it looks like that's it. Yeah, you just grab it. Don't wanna, don't wanna see ID or nothing, dog? <laughs> so I was like, alright, well, okay, I grabbed it. So I went inside of it, missing like half the order, right? Okay. Hey, I'm missing this and this and this. Alright. Here, you didn't want to check it, <laughs> so I had to leave. And the first thing I get in the car, I'm like, "Mom, I, if I was homeless, I'd rob this place." And she was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "They didn't check shit. I just, I just was walked in. It was like that's me, and I left. And they were just like, they didn't stop me. They didn't ask any additional questions. And, and they still eventually wound up getting the order wrong, but we wound up coming out with more stuff than I initially ordered. And it was like. Because we just left the thrift store. I was like, Mom, this is the come up. You go to the thrift store, get your nice little outfit, swing up in air, get a free lunch, and just leave. I was like, if you know this would be a good meal. <laughs> it's better than what I'm eating. So my judgment is because I was already playing in the Ocean's Eleven on some Panera sandwiches, hanging out with my mom. So I used to do the food delivery services, especially yeah. during like COVID and stuff like that. They would put uh, the food items on shelves and stuff like that. So you would just come in depending yeah. on how the layout of the store was. But... Literally, I was just going in the restaurants, just grabbing shit, like uh, just looking at the receipts and just grabbing, walking out and thinking the same thing. Like I can just take all this shit. Yeah, you like because they don't care because they've already made the money off the sale. Yeah, technically, yeah. The transaction is done, and it's just like, all right, if we gotta make another one, so fucking what? It's not a big deal. Yeah, like for them, it's better to just get the food out uh, expeditiously because they don't get a bad review. Yeah, right. Like they they don't get dinged for bad service. So if they get it out, they good. They happy. Yeah. 
Yeah, and honestly, like I've even had it where I've interacted with someone, and I guess like the the system, the geolocate gave the wrong address. Oh, so I like I called. I was like, "Hey, where's my food?" And they were like, "Well, we delivered it to this address." I was like, "Well, that's not my address." And they were like, "Well, they took the food." I was like, "Well, well that's not my problem." Shouldn't they? I was like, <laughs> "I know where I live." I was like, "And even then, that says something about them because they didn't order. I think it was a pizza. They didn't order a pizza, but they took it." I was like, "But that ain't me." I was like, "So somebody need to give me a pizza in the next like hour." And eventually, you had to go through it, but it was still like, you know, I mean, it, motherfuckers just took it. <laughs> I mean, if somebody shows up at my house, when yeah, I first moved to place too. a couple years ago, person showed up to my house and said a name of somebody that was in the house. And I was like, I checked with them, like, did you just order food? Because I don't remember you being on your phone. And they were like, no. So I said to the guy, like, because I didn't open the door. I was like, because it was late and shit. And I live in a gated community, and I didn't yeah. know how this motherfucker got in here. And I was just like, nah, ain't nobody ordering any food. And he got a little uh, defensive. It was like, so you telling me such and such didn't just order any food from here? And I was like, nah, bro, you need to back up right now. Turns out, person next door, right across from me, has that same name. So that's where the food was supposed to go. So it was just, just the irony of or the coincidence of having the same name in my house at the time that the food was ordered was just like creepy as fuck. Yeah. But if I was a real one, I would have took the food because they got kids and that was probably a lot of food. Oh, yeah, definitely was. I mean, that's when I was like, oh, thanks. I was like, you sign, like, you sign? Nope. No, 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 I ain't sign shit. You give, me, you give me the food, though. I'll take that. It's all good. It's all good, play. All good. <laughs> well, going to uh, segue from General Judgment right here. We're just going to take a little break, and we'll be back on the other side with more show. Don't judge me. So, Nigel, I got some good news for you. Cool. Nick Cannon got his job back. Wild and Out will be returning to the air soon. Did you know that? Oh, no. I actually like that show. Uh, that's why I said it was good news for you. Yeah. Uh, recently, Nick Cannon sat down with Good Morning America to speak about what's transpired for him since he came out and said what he said about white folk and Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Nick added, I'm not seeking forgiveness. I've always said that, the, that apologies are empty. Apologies are weightless. In Hebrew, they call it, you know, Teshuva. I hope I said that right, but he said Teshuva. The process of not only you know repenting, but through that, if you ever met with a similar situation, that you make a different decision. And that goes beyond apologizing. And I'm on this journey of atonement, not to get a job, not to gain any more money because that's not what's needed here. I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. My journey's not going to stop whether the person watching this forgives me or not. I'm still going to hopefully get through this process and be on the right side of history and bring people closer together. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of psychobabble bullshit to me. The right side of history. Who the fuck do you think you are? Just wilding out. They ain't like Jesus Network or nothing like that. Like, come on. All those words, it was just like word salad. It was just words put together, strung together to kind of make you feel like he's saying something. But it didn't feel like anything. But the strongest point to me was... was Apologies are weightless. Yeah. So here's my question. How do you feel about apologies, both accepting and delivering one? This is something to talk about for us. Yeah, I, can, I can see where Nick Kang is coming from. I feel like most times when someone does apologize, my first instinctive reaction is, we'll see. Okay. Because I want. I, I feel like behavior is the, 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 the pinnacle of an apology. Mm -hmm. So if you say like, oh yeah, I won't do that again. I'm sorry. Okay. And then you do it again later that day, you weren't sorry. You just said it just to shut me up. So 
I take that as in stride. I feel like a lot of times actions. So I'll you almost get like a provisional license. Okay. Okay. Until I can see that you have learned the new behavior, I guess. You, you got to practice, not necessarily practice what you preach, but practice what you preach. Yeah, at least be aware, uh, cognizant of your behaviors where it's like, even if let's say you do it again, mm-hmm. hey, I know I did it, my bad, I'm working on it. Cool, you acknowledge it. But you're saying like, acting like it didn't wasn't a thing, mm-hmm. then I have a problem with that. Like like Papa John, who's been working for 20 months to get nigger out of his vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. I feel like he cannot no. work through it. He's so, got a problem. Yeah, so like at this point, you are... Ingrained if it racism. takes 20 months to get rid of the word, yeah, like you, you, you were probably dropping that thing everywhere. You wake, up, <laughs> like, you wake up in the morning and brush your teeth and was like, Damn, these niggers, mm-hmm. like, you just, no. you just can't get yeah. rid of it. You can't just, even do a, a, a black mask, because <laughs> it's like, no, nah, like, so, nah. so an apology from Papa John at this point, no, nah, that would like, be no, nah, and why does he still wear his red shirt like he still works there? Because in his mind, he probably does. He, he still, he like, probably making he, pizzas in his backyard. He can't though. let go of the pizza or niggas. Mm-mm. Like no. he just, it's just there with him forever. Yeah, no, that's what he is. He probably has like a nigga tune or something like that. Where he just making pizzas. In his the doorbell does say niggas. Like yeah. I know it does. No, no I know. Of it course does. it does. Of course it does. But yeah, no. Um, I feel like yeah, especially like someone like him. It's like, bro, come on. There, there's like, no, there's no apology. No. that will ever mean anything because it's taking you twenty months to get it out of your vocabulary. Like yeah. that's that. That just that, there's no actions. There's nothing you can do. No actions. No nothing to see a progression towards improvement. Like in his case, like I mean, he's doing this. Like I guess apology seems very half-assed. It seems like honestly, somebody was like, "You need to apologize." And he's like, "Well, can I do it my way?" Yeah. And it's like I'm gonna apologize, but not apologize. It's almost like the equivalent to saying, "I'm sorry, I made you mad." I'm like, sorry you feel. Yeah, I'm sorry you you're sorry upset. You feel. I'm sorry you're upset. Like, and it's like what that what. You didn't apologize for shit. You didn't apologize. I'm sorry. You're mad at the situation. So, speaking as yourself, you are the 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 one in the wrong. Do you apologize? And and like, how do you go about it when you are in the wrong? My idea would be to apologize, of course, but then cognizantly make it aware and communicate moving forward on how I could be able to improve all my missteps. So, I've been in the wrong a lot because I'm a man, uh, especially as as a young man. Definitely in the wrong a lot. And I've, I've definitely delivered tons of empty promises. But as a grown-ass man like I am today, I have been so active in not going down that road again once I recognize that I made the mistake. There are, like, I've drawn the line in the sand between me knowing what I did was wrong and me knowing I don't give a fuck about what I did. Meaning, like, <laughs> if you felt offense to yeah. what I said, if I don't feel like I was wrong... I'll hear you out as to what you're saying. But if it's just like, it's still that, then it's still that. Yeah. However, if I was out of line, out of pocket, and I was just wrong in the way I went about things, and I'm aware of it, and I I get it. Like, this was impactful in a way where it was unfair and unnecessary. I'm wrong. I'll eat that. I'll work on being a better human being. Yes. But, nigga, I be knowing when... The other person's wrong, and I'm just letting them know just how wrong they are. And if that's offensive to you, so what? Yeah. I respect you for coming to me and letting me know. However, there's no apology forthcoming. No. Like, I appreciate this conversation, and we can agree to disagree, but I'm not going to apologize just to apologize. Like, I'm just not. Like, so if you feel like I'm wrong, okay. Well, how can we move past this? Because I'm not going to apologize for something 
where I feel like I'm not wrong and you feel like I am wrong. So where we where we go from here? That's when I started recently thinking of the dilemma when you feel one way and someone feels a different way. If you start the conversation with, are you open to hearing something different? Are you open to the contrary? If they aren't, there's not even an agree to disagree. It's just like, all right, we're done here. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, could, yeah. is this detrimental to how we have a relationship with one another? Yes, no, maybe so. Then that's what we need to work on. However, like if you're not open to hearing it one way or the other, can I change your mind? Can you change my mind? No. We don't need to talk about this because yeah. we are where we are with it. No, I definitely agree. Um, I have also been the recipient of like weak apologies mm-hmm. where you know what they're saying is being delivered so they can turn it back to them being victimized. Oh, oh. Because mm-hmm. like I'm saying this to you because of A, B, C, D, and E. So at that point, I'm supposed to feel like they got a lot on their plate. I need to be more understanding about them. Like it, it takes the responsibility and ownership away and it th- then puts a weight on me to, to be considerate yeah. in, in, in the reasons for it. And that shit's goofy. But you know, it's funny you even say that because uh, as you just described that, I didn't have the thought. I was like, wait, maybe I've never gotten an apology from someone because... It is have ass, right? It's like, it's not like, I guess when I even gave the example is what my ideal apology would be, right? Mm-hmm. But most times it is spun around where it's like, well, to your point, like, oh, well, only reason why I accuse you of cheating is because you always be going out. You leave me alone. You don't ever be talking to me during the day. And it's like, oh, oh, maybe I'm some shit. No, you're not shit. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't cheating. Like, so not, you're not the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. Hold your ground. Hold the line. Hold the line. Yeah, that, that happens a lot, especially in the romantic relationship. Dynamic. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like that. That's what made me think. Because when you said that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, you're right. Probably that, never that's, an that's generally how it works. Um, I did you wrong because this is doing me wrong. So I'm supposed to just, like, eat all this shit? Like, that's that's what's supposed to happen? Let me tell you a perfect example. Okay. I had, a, I had a friend at one point. We grew up together. Known her at, up until that point, I had known her for thirty-two years, probably. Okay, thirty-one years. Uh, we're we're besties. We'd hooked up at one point a long time ago. We're still besties, right? Mm-hmm. We, we planned this trip to go to Thailand together, right? Uh, it was initially supposed to be like me and her. Then the friend was supposed to come, but then the friend kind of bammed out. It was supposed to be me and her again. She really didn't have like her shit together. Like, didn't have a passport. Oh, what like, the fuck was she? Got? Yeah, didn't really have like a lot of stuff going on. She's going to a Thai carryout. That's what she. Yeah, was going but that's what I'm saying. So it was like, yeah, we're gonna go. You don't mind? You don't mind sharing a drink with me so you and I can just share a room, kind of cutting the cost, right? And I'm okay. like, all right, well, I don't mind sharing a bed with you. We've done it before, even after the fact. Like we're friends. Mm. I don't need to make a move on any person that sleeps in my bed. So you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting here. Like when she plans on getting the, the room, all this other stuff. I reach out to the hotel. Hotel's like, nah, we booked. We ain't got nothing available. Okay. I'm still waiting on my friend to get to me. I'm like, hey, you know, I don't want to pressure you because, you know, I know her money is tight. So eventually she's like, hey, uh, I need the money for the hotel. What do you mean? Yeah, the, uh, I need to book it. Uh, well, how? Because they're they're booked. Right, right, right. No, 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 no. Give me the money. And oh. I'll book it. Oh. So I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm not going on this trip with you, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't move mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And so then pretty much I was like, you know, and then she was like, what you mean? 
I was like, well, you know, honestly, it just seems like you're kind of trying to come up off of some money. Because, again, I know she had just got fired. She was low on some money. And it just se- didn't seem like the ideal situation, right? So it was like, well, I just, you know, I'd rather not travel this way. Okay. I was like, I really feel like, you know, if we're going to do this, we should plan more accordingly. It's a month before the trip. Going to another country, I don't feel comfortable, you know, kind of doing this last minute shit. I was like, if we're going to, like, maybe somewhere in the States where I can get home, that's fine. But this is, like, a place that got fucking elephants. Like, I don't know how to get home. Like, right? Like, I might get stuck. I might be human trafficked. I, I don't know what might happen, right? Right. And so I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. I wish you had told me so I could have went with someone else. What? <laughs> Never got an apology. <laughs> and that was the last day we talked. Unfriended me from Facebook, Instagram, the everything. End. Last time we talked. Wow. Last thing she said to me pretty much was, I wish you would have told me because I would have went with someone else. Now, mind you, I try to be very ground. I was like, hey, I don't want to travel this way because, you know, honestly, look, I reached out to this hotel. They said they're booked. Mm-hmm, There's no mm-hmm, real things. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what hotel you talk about. Well, I just talked to them yesterday. I got email confirmations. Sent her screenshots. I was like, look, I'm trying to give you a way out. I want to maintain this friendship. Right? Kept going into it. And then she was just like, well, I wish you had told me so I would have went with someone else. So here's my question to you. Throughout the years of her, you and her being friends, was there ever any signs looking back on it? It was like, yo, she was sh- shady and shisty as shit. Or was this just like the one? Towards the end. Okay. She had eventually had a daughter. Um, so her finances changed because she was dealing with somebody who wanted to have a baby but not marry her. Okay. So she pretty much went into it in debt because uh-huh. she didn't really... And so uh, after that, it got to the point where every time we hung out, it was, yeah, let's let's go out to the movies. But she'd always want to eat, and she'd always have her daughter. And so she didn't have any money, so then it involves me buying lunch, right, right. movies. But then the daughter didn't eat, so then she's like, oh, this is for lunch. And I'm like, so I bought you lunch twice? Like, this is... So then it got to the point where it's like, whenever we hang out, you're just a bill. So I, I still like talking to her. We're cool. But hanging out was very, like, mm. it was just like, I know this is about to be a, like a 50 to $100 endeavor. Now, she wasn't, like, asking for a big shit. It was like, let's go to McDonald's. Let's go to, you know, Panera. Or let's go to, fries. yeah, some, some, something basic. Mm-hmm. But it was always like, let's do all this activities. Like, oh, we hungry. I need to go to movies. Like, let's do this. And it's like, all right. You know saying? Like, cool. I don't mind hanging out with you. It's a long friendship. I want to hold on to it. Once she hit that joint, and I like was like, look, I'm trying to give you a way out. And she's just like, man, you should have told me I would have I would have went with somebody else. And I was like, damn, what the fuck? Stop talking to me and unfriended me. So since then, you have not spoken to this person? Nope. You don't know what's going on with him? I have no idea. Hopefully, she's on her feet. I hope so as well. She's got a child to take care of. I hope so. And a uh, ancient nigga to let, hold her car and stuff like that, I'm sure. Now, let me tell you, though. I helped her recently. Before the, the falling out, I helped her move. She was on the fourth floor. Oh, the one thing I'm glad about losing a friendship, I don't have to help her move out. <laughs> that shit was tiring. You have dog. to move in. Yes, yeah, bro. Back was hurt. Like I'm talking sweat. Like it was. It was to the point where, like, it was one of those like go up the stairs. It's a whole little like owl, and then mm. you go up another stair, and then you go up another. Yeah, 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 yeah. like that. Yeah, like yeah. fuck. Like it wasn't like oh, like up, up. No, it was like up twenty feet. Yeah, yeah. Up turn twenty left, feet. Turn left. Yeah. For each item. Yeah. Bruh, like, we were so tired. Like, all of us was like, yo, you you used up your friendship with we all of us. Fucking done with you. No, dog. It was crazy. Uh, but yeah. Good um, luck on your future endeavors. Yeah. yeah but without long story, long story long, mm-hmm. it was a time I didn't get an apology at all. But it was my fault because I should have told her sooner. I've, I've expected apologies out of people. I've, I've had a different outlook on things in 2021 than I have throughout most of my life. But... Like, I'll be expecting apologies or acknowledgement of wrongdoing 
that shit don't come. No. And then you like for me, sometimes I might be sitting there like not necessarily wrecking my brain, but like I don't deal well with uncertainty. So something causes confusion. You're at fault for the confusion, but then you want to like jump back into the swing of things like the confusion didn't occur. Yeah. Like that shit fucks with me. So eventually it's going to come out like, yo, you did this. Mm-hmm. Like I need something from this. So not necessarily a closure, but I need to know that you recognize that you did this nigga yeah. one way or another. And um, I don't think apologies are empty. I think people are shallow and selfish and that's yeah. just kind of where it is. Yeah, I agree with that. And to that, I say, if you have any questions about whether Sir Nigel and I are shallow or selfish, you got to ask us. And to do that, you got to send us an email. Or you can leave a voicemail, like Jalapeno from Utah always does. Mm-hmm. Email address is don'tjudgepod at gmail.com. And the phone number for said voicemail is 410-834-1562. Give us a few moments. Listen to this little pause break, and we'll be right back. Don't judge me. I don't know who needs to hear this, but yes, because y'all ain't shit. I'm going to start off. I recently watched a Netflix uh, miniseries. Maybe it's not a miniseries because maybe it's season two. It's called The One. Okay. The premise of the show is about using genetics in order to find your one. So almost like a, what's those tests for your ancestry? Ancestry test? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Essentially, you do that test and mails you back. The name of the person who's supposed to be your soulmate. Now, watching this show is great. I'm not going to do any spoilers. But I guess with that... So, it, essentially in the show, there's a couple. And the woman wants to know who her man's soulmate is. Okay. So, she does a test for him. Oh. Oh. And then is mad when her name didn't come back. Oh. Would you either participate in this type of uh, thing or what would your reaction be if your significant other did it for you? Uh, No, I would not participate in putting my DNA into a database of any sort. Um, If I can, if I'm aware of what's happening and this is what the results are, like, you know, I'm not doing an ancestry database. I'm not doing a DNA database for uh, dating or whatever. So, no, I wouldn't do that. And to me, it feels like the girlfriend is the same as a girlfriend who would look through your phone. Like, she found what she was looking for. Yeah. And now she's got to deal with it. That's not my fault. Like, we can... I, I choose you, you choose me. We can work to make this relationship fantastic. Or you can be insecure because you saw something different. You brought that on yourself for going in there. This shit wasn't available and accessible to you. Yeah. You got to deal with what you brought to you. Not my fault. Like, no, yeah, I totally cause, agree. Cause, like, the technology itself, like, it's fictional. However, like, there's no real proof of sustenance behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. like, it's a fucking DNA database. Like, we might make fantastic children, but that doesn't mean, like, that's not the personality. That's not the holistic uh, feel and zeal of the person. Like, you fucked up, girl. Like, oh, now, now the insecurity lives with you because you wanted to do some extra shit and we were happy over here. Yeah, because actually the part they, they kind of address on is the guy was like, I was good. And now you pretty much allow, let me know that my soulmate is out there. So he went to look for him. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. So she befriends the soulmate because she wants to become. Oh, she's more... a stalker too. Yeah. So she become she befriends. Does she try to kill her? No. Because no, I feel no, like no, that's no, that's no, next. No. She befriends the soulmate in order to become more like her to continue to be with her man. This shit is goofy, yo. But it's so <laughs> it's so like ooh. <laughs> but it was so like yo, what is happening? But it was like the technology. They didn't really dive too deep into technology, but it's a lot going on mm-hmm. with the main character. Honestly, I like just like her style. Like, but the the concept was interesting because there's also someone else that's dealing with I guess being paired. Okay. And it's like just interesting how people react where it's like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he's the one. Oh, never mind. Fuck our relationship. Uh, good luck. People <laughs> just, just give up. Some people just kind of like, oh, but you also see like the different things where it's like, yo, we were married. They found the one and left me. Like, like people were like, like leaving people like all this trend of, oh, I took the test and I don't care if we've been together for like 17 years. Um, or it's got not 18. you, bitch. It's yo, somebody else. Yo, that's my soulmate. Like, I don't care about like we, the fact that we've been together. The fact that we got eighteen kids don't matter. Shit, got like mortgage. Yo, yo, I found the Open one. Small business. Goodbye. <laughs> and so it was like, damn. So, I mean, good idea. Like again, the plot is in, intriguing. It's only eight episodes, and just one of those things where I guess you look at technology. And not saying like, again, your point. Like, it's not something that's tangible and like now anyway. Mm-hmm. But just like I guess in the end day, I wouldn't do it, even if you know soulmate was out there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it because nah, that's, that's, that's team too much. No, I'd be afraid also that like, because I mean like, I'd just be worried where I get linked with sometimes I mean, just, too. Like, just imagine if the one isn't your preferred choice of sex. But th- that's what they touch on as well. Like it's just like nigga, what? I mean, I I always like titties. Now you're telling me yeah. I like. Like you're you're you mad butthole? with Ter- Tyrone or something? I'd be like, like bro, nah, I don't like. But then it's like, or nah. if or, or if you're uh, you're, you're the one has like a debilitating disease, or they're dying right now, or some crazy shit like that. Like, I should touch on that too. Kind of, it's like you know, I could have written this damn show. Yeah, I have all the answers. I am the one with <laughs> all the answers for the show. <laughs> but yeah, no, they they touch on a lot of stuff, and it's honestly like it's very interesting and. Um, worth a watch. I highly recommend. Uh, this is coming from a, a weave beard over here on the seas. I recommend. <laughs> Thundercat will check it out. <laughs> it's definitely engaging. I, I re- highly recommend. Um, oh, so <laughs> you got parking tickets or speeding tickets in your life? Never got a speeding ticket, but I've gotten. Really? That's impressive. Never gotten a parking ticket. I had my car towed once improperly but no I'm, i don't really get tickets man okay well weave beer is the heathen over here i've gotten every type of speeding ticket i'm talking like double the speed limit <laughs> uh i've gotten every type of speed ticket you could possibly have i've had shitty insurance for a long time i finally got it under control now i've been in my 30s um but i used to have a very heavy foot um and well anyway i say all that to say like i've been in court enough like it got to the point where my mom used to make a joke that I should use it towards my criminal justice degree because I've experience. actually have experience <laughs> in the courtroom. And I was like, you're funny. Um, so, of course, got jokes over at the Taylor family. Um, but with that being said, uh, now that they're doing court cases, they're doing them over Zoom. Yeah. Um, and they had this court case where the judge um, was talking to the, the, I guess, plaintiff, or defendant, I'm sorry. And um, it's a doctor doing surgery mm. as he's in court. He's important, I, I, I guess. And so essentially, the judge is like, uh, I see the patient. You uh, you good? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's another doctor here. He's doing the surgery. Until I wrap this up. 
He's like, yeah, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna postpone this for another mm. month. And it's like, but the fact that this man <laughs> at court, like, given it, he, he, he didn't want to get an FTA. What? But I, I mean, but he did schedule a surgery during his court. Appearance. Or the surgery was already scheduled. And he's like, I, this man's life is in danger. Which I guess kudos to him. His life wasn't in danger. This but was- to that point, don't the body was right in front of him. Like walk out, like get unsanitized and get resanitized to come back in. Like you could have done that outside the operating room. Like he doesn't respect the criminal justice system. No, no, he probably was like, "Yo, this is some bullshit." Fuck the cop. The cops there too. Like, bruh. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, yo. So y'all ain't shit. The doctor. Uh, I mean, I guess you know now that you could do things. Zoom is probably like, yo, I ain't really. I'm gonna zone this out. <laughs> I take care of this real quick. One, one second. One second. Yep. <laughs> just just like put a green screen. Tap down and just like clap. <laughs> but it's like, bruh. It but, just turns around and shit. Yeah, it's like, phone, yo, like, blood on his, like, uh, yeah, we're good. Like, um, what is going it, on? He's like, I'm wearing a mask. So yeah, it's I'm, safe. Wearing, I'm masked. I'm masked it's up. Safe. Like, don't, he's, don't worry about the patient. Better than you, both, because the judge and the cop didn't have masks on. So it was yeah. like, I'm better than y'all. Like, I'm doing my job. I'm doing my part. I'm out here saving lives. That's, that ain't shit madness. That's what that is. Yep. But, um, then, um, you know, I think a couple of weeks ago, we covered, like, uh, blockchain. Yes. The image of owning the cat yes. or NBA moments. Mm-hmm. So do you remember, um, it was a TikTok guy, an older Spanish guy on a skateboard, drinking yeah. cranberry juice, mm-hmm. listening to a song. Mm-hmm. He's now selling the, the idea. Yeah. $500,000 of him riding a s- skateboard with, with cranberry with, juice. With, with the, the token on it that said, this is the one. This is the one. And then with that being said, as I was kind of continuing looking, because they referenced a lot of the ones that you referenced, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look, call back to what Jay said. Uh, Jack Dorsey, I guess he was the owner Twitter, Twitter of Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's selling his first tweet for $2.75 million that says, I'm getting my Twitter set up. It's still there on Twitter, just, yeah. just for the record. It's yeah, so always going to be there on Twitter. Yeah, it will. But you just want to scroll. Because you you, you'd be broke. It. And you're going to look at it all the time, I guess. 2.75. And I was like, really, it really didn't dawn on me on top of which we talked about before. It's like, is this a thing now? Like, I, I'm just going to sell whatever, like images of me and just, you can actually do that. You can upload a picture of yourself through a certain site. You got to pay, you got to pay to get an Ethereum wallet. And that's about, depending on the stock price that'll, yeah. that'll charge you about $60. But then you can mark the price at whatever you want. And then you can have, a 10% up to a 10% commission on the resale of it. So say we become, you know, popular and people really want mm-hmm. to own a piece of this show, they could buy your picture. And then every time they try to resell it for a profit, you still get 10% off of it. So it's a thing. It's the dumbest thing ever because at the end, someone's going to be left holding this worthless item that they just paid thousands, if not millions of dollars for. You need to think about like the 10% upon 10%, 10%, 10%. If you look at that, like that grander number, like, you even look at credit cards, where it's like, oh, keep paying the minimum. This is how much you're going to owe eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, that's essentially what this item will eventually cost. And then it's one. So, like, it, sell for 100, then 2, then 3, then 4, then 5, then 6, then 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever. And you didn't finally buy it for $2 million, right? Mm-hmm. What? Like, you paid more than that in the scheme of things. Like, I think, I think. Well, not that person. NFTs. But may present more value in a space like music as a way to generate um, money for a product. But what they haven't figured out is how to get the full song 
encrypted so that they can actually uh, sell the song. Like the they they still aren't selling the rights or the licensing of the music. Yeah. But if they did something like bid to be a part of my um, executive production team, you'll get the credit, and then you'll also get points on the album sales thereafter. And say the bid goes on for like five hours. Highest bid is a million dollars. Somebody just paid a million dollars to get executive producer credit and certain point value on this album. And now for perpetuity, they're getting money back off the album a little bit, but they also funded the album by buying it for a million dollars. Like something like that could work. And it makes sense to me because like there's a benefit for everybody involved in this. But buying shit like a fucking image of dude on a... Yo, that shit is in... A ocean spray commercial yeah. right now or or like some camera system like that shit is everywhere yeah. there's no reason to buy it like that's dumb it is a dumb thing it's very dumb because even then like i said like based on our conversation and then even just reading some of the stuff that's going out there because they they did talk about the nba stuff as well i was just like dog this is this is the dumbest thing in the world look at what the nba does the nba releases them like trading card decks right yeah they'll release a clip at different levels They'll have a LeBron dunk entry level. You can buy this pack for $5. It includes the LeBron dunk. Or you can buy the premium pack for $99. It also includes the same LeBron dunk. But because of the numbers of the cards, like they're, they're basically online trading cards, the values might be different. Like LeBron dunk number 23 out of 25 because that's the jersey number he wore. I don't know if he still wears it. He might. Yeah. Um like, because he wears 23, that card of that same dunk, regardless of the pack that you paid for, the $5 pack or the $99 pack, the value of that one would be higher than number 21 or number one because it's just the same number of his jersey. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, there is someone at the end of this is going to be left holding a bunch of gifts but it's like that a- aren't worth shit. I mean, you brought it up last time where it's like, you know, you create the own value. So, like, you just mentioned his phone, I mean, his, his jersey number, right? But that's like, like, if I know his birthday is February 2nd, like, oh, any two is all, oh, that's a game he played on Tuesday. That like, kind of shit, right? it's like, oh, it's worth $7 million. Like, at that point, it's really about the, the gift of the gab, the better salesperson. Same clips, but the, the entry price is different for the same clip. That's stupid. It, it's it's dumb. No, it's like, so stupid. And it's I dumb. mean, even with the tweet, I was like, dog, what? Like, fuck that. Like, yeah. don't I give a shit about that? Well, I mean, I don't give a shit. But somebody literally was tweeting, like, I want that junk. And I was like, bro, at that point, I just feel like you need a tech If you got $2 million to spend, why would you spend it on something like that? I don't know. Let them mess up my stimmy, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm owning that dude, yo. I'm getting it. Uh, yeah. that That's the thing. You can yeah. edit tweets, right? No, you can't because it's not the, you're not actually getting the physical tweet. You're just getting the image of the tweet. <sighs> That's so stupid, yeah. That you have no licensing or proprietary rights to. I can see I can see three million, right? If you could edit the tweet and be like, I'm the first one bitch, right? Or something like, like Oh yeah. That'd be that'd be maybe worth it. Maybe. If if you could with that with that one in particular, if you could go in periodically and just edit the tweet to say what you want and it never changes until you edit it again. Like that there be, are ways. Money there that. are ways to make money off of like blockchain and NFT, like yeah. where, where there's some actual value in the service that's being yeah. offered. But like, just to hold an image online, like that shit is dumb. It, it's dumb. Like it's just there is no market outside of this group. Because like, think about it. Like like 
multi-level marketing where you need to bring in eight people and they bring in eight people. After like the fourth level, you are beyond people that you can bring in. Yeah. And because this 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 marketplace is so small, like the, the segmented group that, that actually participates in this, it's not enough people to spend real money. Like you and I are two people in this room who will never spend money with this. And I'm sure we can we know other people who will never spend money with this. You yeah, know, it just gets smaller and smaller. Like it's just it's one of those things like, yo, I'm this is what I worry about with with people who feel like they can make a quick buck in the end. Someone's going to lose a lot of money. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. This yeah. shit. I'll be surprised if it makes it through July. Yeah. But, I mean, there's all people out there that can get swindled. I mean, a lot of people fell for that Nigerian prince drink, right? They were old people, though. That's different. But also, there's young money. I know young people that fell for the Did, drink. Dang. Like, dang. I know somebody who was like, I think it was like five years ago. So I think they was in their 20s. And it was like, it wasn't a Nigerian prince, but it was one of those like, Hey, you want money? Give us your account number, and they wiped her out. Now, mind you, she was like, "Yeah, man, it took like my my like two hundred bucks." And so I was like, mm, "You were struggling." <laughs> like, it was only like I had my initial judgment. I was like, "Dude, damn!" Like, the, but the scammer guy there was like, "This is it." <laughs> yeah, what the fuck. But I, I've known people that gotten hit for that joint and um, other general scams, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's pretty much one of those things where it's like. If you get a, give a gab and get somebody who like you can make them buy into it, they're gonna be the victim. And that's kind of your point, like I mean, somebody's gonna lose their money, and they're gonna be thinking like, "Oh, I got the the photocopy number twenty three. All right, I want to sell it." <laughs> you're you're whack. So um, <laughs> um, actually, I just mentioned the stimmy, right? Um, did you know that debt collectors are trying to take them, Jones? Listen. They gonna try, but what they not gonna do is <laughs> look. I'd be mad as a mug, yo. Like I mean, given you know, I guess like child support, they do that type of thing. Oh but yeah, imagine they, they, like, they gonna get it. But imagine though, like you about to get this, you about to get this stemmy, right? And you about like, yo, I'm about to come up, I'm about to get this, I'm about to get that, I'm about to empty out my Amazon cart. Then you get a drink from I don't know Best Buy, like thanks for your payment. <laughs> it's like who are you? What are you doing? Your debt has been paid in full. We thank you. Nigga, wait. Boy, no, that's supposed to be a relief. But actually, the real thing that actually got to it was, it was mortgage companies for the most part. Okay. I was trying to grab it. And I'm like, yo, these people are already broke, right? Like, I mean, they probably lost their jobs. That's probably why they're about to lose their house. Mm -hmm. And you about to take their money? Like, they're already struggling. So, with that, because that's the original debtor, that kind of shit could happen. But if, like, your debt is gone into collections... You ain't got no agreement with them. Nope. Matter of fact, like, what what they are is, uh, what's the damn term? I think it starts with a C. Like, not collectors. It's another term. Like, I'm not in debt to them. I mean, I signed the paperwork with this company. Yeah. They sold it to you. I have nothing to do with what they did for you. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Yep. Good, good luck. It's, you know what? We can close this out for $50. What you say about that? Yeah. <laughs> they bought it for pennies on the dollar. No, but that's usually how it is, though, because I know a lot of people who, like, Add like so the same Thailand friend right mm-hmm. used to stay being late on rent and old credit card companies right okay and she was finessing it where she was like look all you gotta do is take them to court but you know cause you know how you get those notches after you're late for rent she was just like yeah you just gotta go to court usually they don't have enough time to be able to show up so then you get the notch removed I got eight of mine removed and I was like god damn like I was like I got eight like so she was like yeah now my credit's good and I was like 
is it? Like, <laughs> like and then she was like, yeah, with the credit cards, all you gotta do is let that shit go, let it go. And you just got, and then, uh, you, know, you tell them you only got like a hundred bucks and they just take it. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> not, not with the credit, not with the original collectors. I didn't buy, I didn't, yeah. I didn't believe not her. With the original. I mean, but no, but like, she, I guess pretty much was like, once it goes off the collection, be like, look, all I got is 50 bucks. That's what you're gonna get. And so then she was like, yeah, I was just, I cleared off all my shit and I was just like, you live a dangerous. I said like, that seems stressful. She like live on the edge. I was like, yo, yeah. Like she wake up in the morning to Guns and Roses. Like, I was like, just... <laughs> wake up and choose violence. Like I don't know what it is, but I was like, yo, that that seems stressful. Like that's a lot of court appearances. Like she built for it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, when you out here trying to survive, I mean, you do what you can. Which she built I for. It. I don't. I don't blame her, but man, but yeah, but um. <laughs> All right, so I'm mad and not mad at Burger King. Okay, okay. Women need to stay in the kitchen. Sure. So when the people responded, what the fuck you talking about? It's 2021. Mm-hmm. If they want to, because only 20% of chefs are women, and we encourage y'all to come and work for us. Boy, what are you doing? You thought. Yo, dog, first off, I was like, all right, that's kind of, that's some 1990s shit, right? <laughs> I was like, you can't do that now, man. Talking about, oh, only 20% are, 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 uh, of our cooks are women, or 20% of cooks, I guess, in general are women. Mm-hmm. And we encourage y'all to come out and seek employment here at Burger King. Now, I applaud them for calling them the, the, the people that make them burgers chefs. Because, uh. I know well, for some, there's there's a chef's kitchen at Burger King's corporate offices that come up with the recipes that they use. But I'm assuming what they're talking about is uh, on Kenilworth Avenue and <laughs> I'm trying to be a chef making a Whopper. Chef Shakisha out yeah, here. Chef Shakisha, 17 years old, assistant manager at the Kenilworth Burger King. Okay. Um, that's what I can assume they're going for. I don't know. I'm assuming... Uh, I mean, because I don't think they're going to do a blitz at their uh, 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 their corporate office. But well, it, it was actually for oh, their, you, you they have a, a scholarship program that's $25,000 that, that they're going to award to two current employees of Burger King. That's nice. To go through their chef's program so that they can actually be in their okay. test kitchens and the corporate offices or what have you. So it wasn't necessarily for... The chick dropping the fries and the grease in their terrible chicken nuggets. It was it was for to get them out of that and into promoting them and then something else. Well, that's nice. But then why do this type of marketing on a Twitter platform? Because they thought they were on to something and that people would be like, this is hilarious. Except people were like, no, nigga, what? Yeah, you're dangerous. That's what it is. It's like, yo, just I don't know who like you know, some of these marketing drinks was funny. Some of them are not. And this even, I was like, wait, what? It, it caught my eye when I was like, yo, well, they didn't see it in the kitchen. I was like, what's up with regular shit they in? <laughs> oh, it's about to go down. Then it was like, uh, if, if they want to. Just stay in there barefoot and pregnant. You don't leave that kitchen. Yo. Unless it's to bring me a sandwich. Yo, I, like. I, it is the Burger King. Yo, you know what yo, I'm saying? Yep. This was an Al Bundy moment. You know what I'm saying? You know what, though? This is what's going to cause them not to change their name. Because now it's like, oh, y'all wasn't even on our radar. But it's now, like, you don't fucked up now. They're going to be burger people. Yep. <laughs> the royal, the royal, the royal palace. Or <laughs> the burger, the burger palace. The the royal, the royal, royal burger. That's what it's going to be called. Burger inclusive. That's yep. what this is going to be. Yo, because they, they, they get about to get some, some bullshit. 
Somebody's going to be coming back. I mean, all this stuff that's getting canceled, like, well, all right, keep, keep fucking around. You're going to have to have a higher mascot that's going to be the Burger Queen. It will be. Yeah. And then because of uh, it being a, a standard, I guess, quote unquote, standard relationship, they're going to have to have the Burger Queen side piece and then the Burger King side piece. And then they're going to have to bring in some other stuff. I mean, it's going to be too many people. It's going to be the burger person's wife and husband. Yep. Mm-hmm. Burger children. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the what, what it, the Whopper will be the uh, been whipped or some shit. Like, <laughs> it, it's just, they're just going to switch it all up because they it's didn't, they didn't be fucked up. All over the place. But, yeah, um, I guess power to you for trying to try something different. But, uh, again, it's, it's not the 90s anymore, man. You can't, you can't fly like that. Y'all niggas play too much. And... Unfortunately, people, for you all listening, this feels like the end of the show. Um, we had a great time making it, and I'm pretty sure you had a great time listening. So make sure you do so with the next episode and the next episode and the next episode and thereafter. So before I go, I'm going to leave you with this. Remember, you can reach out to be a part of the show by sending an email to don'tjudgepod at gmail.com or hit the hotline at 410-834-1562. And in closing, I'm going to say, enjoy life. Do whatever you want with that life, just as long as you don't judge me for judging you. Arr, it's Weave Beard, and I want to remind you of our Instagram page. I feel like SpongeBob a little bit. Aye, <laughs> aye, <I>, kids. <laughs> um, but don't come on our Instagram page, at Don't Judge Pod. Uh, we post funny stuff on there. Um, uh, come by and have a good laugh, and maybe send us some titties or something. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with two things. Uh, first off, Instead of saying you're going, getting ready for bed, it's kind of boring, a little lame. Mm-hmm. Start saying, and now I must attend to my evening affairs. All right. Whatever those might be. Mm-hmm. Then also, you can't, spell, you can't spell advertisements without semen between the tits. <laughs> so there you have it. For over 150 years, Frederick Von Dickens has developed a beverage that literally brings women to their knees. So fellas, for the sake of the economy, get a dick insider.